You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 376. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 376. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hello. Hello, baby. Hey. How are you? I'm good. Yeah. I'm in my Peg Bundy leopard print <laughs> fur jacket. Faux fur. Faux fur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Faux fur. And we are in the our pod room, our bougie beige podcast room. And it's chilly. And it, we, I can't figure this out because we've got a vent. Yeah. So it, but this room is just always cold. It's on the north side of the house. It looks like it should completely have... The heater come through to this room. Yeah, maybe it's not connected. Based off of that very obvious vent, but it feels like I don't know if it's insulation or something. It might be that that's just not connected. We'll have to do some research and figure it out. Some research. So mm-hmm. if I if my teeth are chattering a little bit, it's because this California girl <laughs> is trying to adapt to this very. <laughs> Low temperature that's in our mm. our podcast room. Anyway, we've got a bunch of cool things to talk to you about today. We're going to be discussing knowing when to break the rules. Ooh, my favorite thing. And I think this is going to be a really interesting conversation. I think it can absolutely get convoluted in a lot of ways or serpentine, if you will. Serpentine. What's a great word. Isn't that a great I word? I have heard that it, word in a while. I've been really working on my vocabulary lately. Apparently. It's working. And you know what helped? Fucking Obama's book. Oh, yeah. He's... Oh, my God. That man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm obsessed. He's a very smart individual. But I had to go... I had to keep stopping the audiobook and, like, going to (laughs) dictionary.com, looking looking up the words, and then... Uh, Yeah. So, anyway. A little different than our current president. Right? (laughs) A little bit. Actually, this airs January 11th. When's inauguration? Uh, The 20th, I think. Oh, okay. 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 So, not yet. Still a countdown. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But nine days left. I think this is going to be curious because you and I have a different instinct around rules. Mm-hmm. And you I, guess who likes to break the rules? That'd be you. <laughs> no. No? Me? That is you, oh, yeah, Mr. Smith. Yeah. Yeah, right. And guess who likes to follow the rules? Uh, that one's you. That one's yeah. me, for sure. That's how <laughs> I identify. And I think it's going to be curious to look at. I'm going to share with you an anecdote of when that really did not serve me very well at all. Mm. And breaking the rules was something that I needed to do in order to honor my own path and my own intuition and such. So lots of different right answers with this whole thing that we're going to be talking about today. And I think that's all I need to say. Maybe I need to pass it over to you to get the the mics warm. Oh, you mean uh, the little segment that we like to call... Would you rather? Yes, the would you rather. Okay, so today's would you rather is. Yes. Would you rather be stranded on an island with for two years with your choice of 20 friends oh. or your choice of 20 famous people? 
Wow. Okay, can they be famous people, dead or alive? Ooh, good question. Let's go famous. Uh, famous. <laughs> you already said that. <laughs> just, just... <laughs> I answer famous. Um, let's say alive. Okay, alive, currently alive. As of January 11th. Who knows Okay, what so happens. first of all, I'm for sure bringing the, both Obamas. Oh, you are? Oh, they'll hate you. Uh, why? Because they're like, why did you bring me to this stranded island? Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, what about me makes you think they would hate <laughs> no, me? No, 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 no. Just your decision making. Oh. Okay. But are But we, you loved it. Yeah, they'd be are great we going, companions. Are we going to also consider that about our friends? Like our friends are all going to be pissed that we brought them? Well, I, I was – I mean I was just throwing that out there. It's the okay. first thing that came to me. Because I was kind of – okay. Is it like a – did you say deserted island? Yes. Is it like we have to – is it like Survivor? Yeah. Okay. For sure. <sighs> okay. Because if that's the case, I could bring someone who's good at that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. You'd want a survivalist, that, like some famous survivalist or something like that. I would take like – I think I would go with the famous people because it doesn't have to be just like a celebrity actor or right. singer. But like could be like an architect. Neil deGrasse, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, okay, would be a really p- great person to take because he's just super smart and would yeah. like be able to read the stars and like help us, mm. you know, like or like Elon Musk, who's very ingenuitive. He would bring weed, and he would <laughs> he would bring a fatty. <laughs> <laughs> Roll up a fatty of fellowship and funk and Tesla. <laughs> um, yeah, just people like that. I would want. People that could help us survive. Yeah. So, so 20 be... friends. Eh, I'm not going to rely on 20 of my friends to. But you, if we were super, okay, if we were super strategic, I'm thinking, okay, for sure you, I'm going to bring. Oh, you're taking me. Okay. If, okay. if we're going. So you're going friends. If, if we go friends route, I'm for sure taking you and for sure taking Josh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, um, our buddy Josh is like, I, he's kind of a survivalist too type. Yeah. He, he would also have weapons. Yeah, well. Oh, we can't bring shit. We can't take anything, so we'd have to make our own weapons. Okay, but I feel Not like. Not that we But he, he builds a bunch of shit. I felt like he could do yeah. that. He does metal work and woodwork and stuff like that, so yeah. Adam a, can build houses. Adam can build stuff for us, yeah. So, make, okay. So, what are my. Oh, Anna can cook. Yeah. Maybe. She'd be able to. We might want to take. Oh, who's. Don't we have – oh, I would take Jill Coyne, who's a uh, colleague of mine. Okay. Because she's like all into herbs and understanding plants and things like that. She'd be a great person to take. Well, and that's – we should bring Aunt Twyla too. Oh, yeah. If she's yeah. listening. Hi, Twy. Yeah, because that's right. she knows all the things about all the outdoors. <laughs> like that's where you kind of – In her region. I don't know if she would know about island. Oh. But yeah. But uh, – yeah. Okay. So I'm going famous people. You're going famous? I am. Although it would be great to I take like all I'm... my friends and have them with me. It'd be a great uniting journey, I would think. But ultimately, if it was like we had to eat somebody, I'd rather <laughs> eat like Alanis Morissette than eat a Oh, you would want to eat Alanis Morissette? <laughs> no, of course not. That would, is going viral right I would there. never. That, <laughs> that will not go viral. Are you kidding? The, Hashtag eating Alanis Morissette. <laughs> that could go so Make many ways. Make a trend, people. Well, no, I'm just thinking, like, if it was somebody – well, I guess you would grow to love them or maybe you would grow to hate them yeah. as a celebrity. Friends, too. But if it was friends, that would be way harder. Or you could – if it's a celebrity, you could bring people 
we got really sucked into this show called Alive. Oh, yeah. Where that's what it's called, right? Alone. 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 Mm-hmm. Alive is that where they do have to eat people, that yeah. movie. But alone where they have to survive the wilderness and they can bring like 10 things with them. Right. And it is gnarly. Yeah. But the people who win, I would be taking those motherfuckers. That's yeah, who I'd be taking. Sure. Yeah. Know how to build shelters and clean water. Live off the land. Fish. Hunt. Yeah. So I I think I'm going to go celebrity too. Yeah. Do you think Tom Hanks learned anything on his like <laughs> – I'm sure he did, but I don't know. His strand like, – uh, He seems like he would do a lot of research. What value he would bring exactly. But he's also extremely – Maybe, kind. maybe some FedEx packages would wash up on the shore and we could use them. <laughs> or, or, or a volleyball. A volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. Moving on. So we would love to hear what you would rather. And we talk about it every single week over in our After Hours community, mm-hmm. which is After Hours. That's right. And our Facebook group where we hang out and we support one another and have lots of great conversations. And if you would like to come hang out, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. Club. It redirects you right over to our corner corner of Facebook. And we, we do lots of fun stuff. I do bonus trainings every month. So if there's stuff that you've been really wanting support around and like, hey, Amy, so I listened to your pod. And what about this? And what about this specific instance with my family? It's a great opportunity for you to get some support. Everybody's awesome. So come hang out because on Mondays we chat about the would you rather of the week. And it's really fun to watch people's <laughs> rationale for things. The reasoning for things, yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. All right. Let's jump into knowing when to break the rules. Always. Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, not, no? not oh. always. It's not a quiz? It's not. No, it's, <laughs> okay. this is not. I'm not quizzing you this not time. Not quizzing me? Okay. All right. Oh, so I'm going to need it. you to pipe down. <laughs> Just sit back and relax. <laughs> All right. So the first thing that I want you to do is I want you to ask if the rule is imposed from others Mm. or if it is self-imposed, because Mm. I think there's a a huge distinction here. Self-imposed might sound something like the house has to be clean before people come over. Mm. Like it's a self-imposed rule. Mm hmm. Or somebody that does that. Right. Or perhaps it's something like can't leave the house without makeup on. Mm. I know a bunch of ladies like that. That was a rule for years that I would follow. That's a rule (laughs) that you would witness. I would witness it for sure. I do not do that at all anymore. I know. At all. Sometimes I'm like, I need to put makeup on just to feel normal again. But we do have a lot of self-imposed rules that are oftentimes tied to perfectionism Mm. and control. So there are certain things still that I I really prefer, but I have to check myself and go, okay, do I want to hold on to this as a rule? Like I have to do it this way. And if I do hold on to that, if I make that choice that it does have to be this way, what is the cost? And most of the time, it's my own mental ease yeah, and mm-hmm. calmness. It's, it's usually my peace that I have to pay with. Sure. So if it is self-imposed, we can start working through that with a lot of personal development stuff. I'm definitely going to link to a perfect, perfectionism pod that we've done here on the show. 
if you notice that that's you or even control, I've done quite a few episodes on control, a lot of that comes down to self-imposed rules that you've created for yourself. Huh. Okay. Now, you can also start to excavate and look at who is imposing the rules if this is something that is external. It's an, it's an imposition from other people. It's important to distinguish who is creating this rule, and we'll talk about this a little bit more later, in order to figure out how you want to go about that particular rule. So, for example, if there's a rule that we've established in our family, let's say, that might be something that I approach very differently about breaking that rule if I choose to Yeah. versus a rule that's imposed by society or by religion or, or by, by government. the government, right? And But there's going to be a different right answer in every situation. So we can't say, oh, okay, well, if it's self-imposed, it's always something I need to break. And if it's external, it's always something I need to follow. It's not like that at all. Okay. So it's going to take this inquiry from you in every situation to look at, do I, is this something that I want to make a different decision around? Okay. So number one, analyze if it's imposed from others or if it's self-imposed. Number two, question the rule. Look for the reason behind the rule, right? Okay. So if we look at certain rules that have been created, let's say around religion. Yeah. Perfect example is I, I don't know where it is in the Bible, if it's the Old or New Testament, Testament, I think it's the Old, about not eating meat, right? Sure. Like, don't do that. Now, if you literally interpret the Bible that way, then you might not have meat at all. Well, if you look at the reason for the rule at the time was because it was very easy for you to get incredibly ill and incredibly sick from consuming meat because there was no refrigeration and it was difficult to preserve it. Sure. So the reason behind that rule at the time was very well intended. Right. Now, to follow that rule now doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So I think if we start looking at the genesis of the rule or even the impetus, what spurred it into action, then we can kind of start dissecting, is this... Does this need compliance now? Does it make sense for me to change my perspective? And I know for me, from the religious standpoint, and I think from a lot of people now from a social standpoint, we're looking at, okay, why do we make these rules about women don't get to make as much money? Or mm. why do we make these rules around gender, around what's acceptable for that? And so we're starting to question things. Sure. And that was a th- those are deep. So I'm yeah. I want to say it's not necessarily something that is going to be uncovered. Boom today. Okay. With one short podcast, but it might be the beginning of some really serious questioning and in depth look work for you. You know. So I will say that, but look look at the reasoning behind the rule. Perfect example that's happening right now. The fucking mask debate, which I cannot yeah. believe is even a motherfucking debate. <laughs> okay? Okay. Now, the problem here, I think, is that if we look behind the reason of the rule, people have different perspectives of what the reason is. So some people think the reason is control. Yes. I would say the intellectual science-based people recognize 
that it's for the greater good of our society to be healthy. Right. So if we look behind something like that or stoplights, why do I follow that rule? Well, because it's a greater good. If we all follow this one rule, we don't run into each other and have more car accidents than we already have. Right. So if we can start looking behind those things and start recognizing, okay, do I comply with that? Do I agree with that? Even at this stage in my life, because there was a time when I agreed with a lot of the rules that I was taught around biblical teachings uh-huh. and uh, theology. I don't anymore because I've questioned the reason behind the rule and I've come to a different conclusion. Right, right. And that's okay too. It could very well be that breaking a rule now is exactly what you need to do. And then down the road, maybe it's a completely different perspective that you have. Mm, Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah. For example. For example. Mr. Smith. Uh Uh-oh. Is not necessarily a rule follower by nature. In many ways, yes. And how did it show up the most for you, Mr. Sin? How did it show up the most? Yeah. Do you remember this? I don't know what you're leaning towards, but... um, (laughs) Conjecture, Your Honor. (laughs) Erroneous on all counts. Um, I, I don't know. I think one of the rules that I broke was driving in the carpool lane. Okay, that's what I was looking at. Yes, yes. And I got caught. He in the carpool lane. would tell me, oh, the carpool lane just means that's Ken's lane. I didn't say that. You did say that. Uh, okay, it, it I know you don't very remember. very bad habit. Because it was about 20 years ago yeah. at the beginning of our marriage when we were poor. I was being facetious. We, You were when covering up that. your shame with jokes. You, you believed me that carpool meant Ken's lane? No, I just, no, I know you were joking. Okay. But. He was okay. We were super dirt poor. He (laughs) racked up, I shit you not, within like a very short time period. I want to say it was like six months, about a thousand dollars in traffic violations. (laughs) Carpooling in California, I don't know how it is in North Carolina, but California, it's like $350 fine. Yeah, it was. It's more than that now. I'm sure. I'm sure. But there were so many things where you're like, "Uh, it's, it's okay if I park in the red. Oh, it's okay if I do. And that is never something I would do, right? Like, I am way more like, Gah. But I'll tell you an example of when that really failed me. So in that situation, you can see that breaking the social construct rule is not in service of you. You pay financially and yeah. also <laughs> from a marriage standpoint. True. And I was like, listen to me. I need you to rope this shit in. Like <laughs> uh, the time that I saved by doing that was not worth the financial and marital stress <laughs> that came with it. The marital angst. That's right. Well, I had a situation where I really did need to break the rules. And this was a handful of years ago. I was learning a new sort of business modality uh, model that I was incorporating oh, yeah. into my work. Mm-hmm. And the way that the philosophy was presented was you need to do everything that we're telling you to to do by the book, use all the same formulas, use all of the same software, platforms, scheduling stuff, all of that. Do the exact same Facebook ads, promotion, all of these things. So I'm going, okay, I'm a rule follower by nature that tends to be how I gravitate. So 
I didn't even think about it. I was like, of course I'm going to do everything they say. It didn't even occur to me to tweak it to fit my business. Hmm. Because of that natural inclination. So I think it's important to recognize what am I naturally inclined to do and and be aware of that. Because if you are a natural rule breaker, that's very much my bestie. She'll say there are so many times when I just didn't even think about the shit that I did that was so detrimental and dangerous. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So recognizing what your inclination is. So – I can very easily get sucked into, oh, that's how it that's how it's supposed to be. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to a place where my intuition was screaming at me like this is not working for your business. This does not apply. But I thought, oh, I'm just I'm just having growing pains. I'm playing a bigger game in my business. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was thinking was going on. I was not really paying attention to the emotional turmoil, that emotional pain going, listen up, bitch, shit's not working. I need you to pay attention and switch and change things and break some of these rules. Well, after a major breakdown and medical intervention, Mm -hmm. (laughs) both Eastern and Western, (laughs) I had some huge epiphanies coming out of that little chapter of my life. And I realized that one of those pieces was my instinct to follow a rule over listen to my intuition. Okay. And how even though I had been immersed in personal development for well over a decade, that inclination was still there. Hmm. And even though I had turned up the volume on my intuition like crazy, there were still some, some sticky spots. And... One of the biggest things I learned from stepping outside of that was there are times when it is imperative that you break the rules in order to take care of you. Yeah. In order to honor your values, your intuition. And it taught me a lot about listening to intuition in the multitude of ways that it shows up. So we'll talk about that a little bit here in a second. But I think also checking in on those rules to both of our points, both of our stories, one where it was like, no, you need to stop breaking that rule. And another where it's like, no, you need to break it. Right. Checking in with yourself and asking, is this rule ultimately healthy for me? Is this something that I comply with for my greater good? Or is this something that I need to break free from? I need to break this rule for myself or for my greater good. Okay. So looking at it a That's little a bit good formula. in a bigger picture. Now, another way to question the rules, and this can open up a giant can of worms and get quite serpentine, <laughs> which is uh, it's like related to a serpent. Worms and serpents? Okay. Yeah. And so like squiggly and twisted and all of that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which I just think it's <laughs> I fucking love that. Okay. It's to question doctrine, teachings, social norms, and idioms. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even That's a, interesting. a simple example of an idiom of don't mix business and pleasure. I have broken that rule so many times. Mm-hmm. We, that's how we started. We broke that rule getting mm, together. Yeah, so, yep, you're right. <laughs> but I can't tell you how many friends I have also worked with in a coaching capacity or a hypnosis capacity. Like, I absolutely think 
for me, that's a testament to how well can you communicate and establish boundaries. Yep, absolutely. So if I don't subscribe to that or something like do not cry over spilled milk. And I'm like, no, motherfucker, you need to mourn. <laughs> you need to grieve. You need to. Right. So right. I think there's a lot of things that we've been maybe taught as we were young, things that have come across as doctrine, whether it's from academia or personal development or religion or people of authority mm. where we just go, OK, that was presented in such a way that it's the truth. So I better not deviate from that. I better not break that rule. And the absence of intuition in all of that is incredibly evident when you start checking into why things don't feel quite right to you. Right. So questioning – and that's something that I tell people all the time and my students in Deep Down and Dirty, which as many of you know is my signature program, the way in which I work with clients. I tell them to question me too. Yeah. Everything that I say comes across like it's absolute fact. Mm. Because right. I'm emphatic and I'm gregarious and I'm demonstrative. So you need I, – so I tell them, say to yourself, okay, interesting. That's Amy's truth. What's true for me? Do mm. I concur? Or is there a little place I need to tweak this? Interesting. And that was very much mm. my case when I was younger and being involved in such a dogmatic religious upbringing – they would say stuff like, well, that's just what God says. And I'm like, mm, mm, that's not going to work for me. Right. I need to agree with God. And, you know, when they talked about the story of Abraham and Isaac, this is – I did not mean for this to be as biblical as it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's your truth. It's, and it's it's one of the places where you have learned to break rules or to question rules. That's so true. So it's totally applicable. That's right. Thank you for that, babe. You're welcome. But the story of Abraham and Isaac, if you're not familiar, basically God, as a test of faith to Abraham, tell, which is also something I have massive issues with, says, I need you to sacrifice your son. Yeah. I need yeah. you to go on this mountain and hack him to death. Oof. And at the very last minute, God so generously tells him to stop. It's a big ask. It's a big ask. <laughs> so not a big ask. No. No, I well, got that. I, I got, don't know. I got that online. Abraham may have. I, I don't, don't know. know. Maybe he had booty. Maybe he did. <laughs> Maybe he said junk in the trunk. Maybe he did. <laughs> Maybe he had Abraham booty. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with you. I can and I will. I, you can and you will. Yes. For 23 years. <laughs> That's right. But with that situation, I was like, uh, that doesn't work for me. Just that God demanded that. I don't feel like that's a reasonable request. I, you know, I got a lot of flack growing up and going to these Christian schools and stuff mm. because I was like, just because the rule says God said, I'm going to need a lot more than that. Right. I need to agree with God. Right. Like, that just doesn't make sense. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I think one of the things that's coming up for me as we're talking is some people are very comfortable living inside of that in those rules. They feel safe and warm in them. Yeah. And other people need to break out of that to feel safe and warm. Yes. Right? So th I think that's the difference, The like in the grand scheme of things. Yes. In, in whether you're a rule follower or not, is do you feel safe and then comfortable and warm in that rule? Or yes. do you feel safer outside of it? Right? 
Yes. I love that you brought that up because I really do feel like what we believe in, what we have faith in, even though it's completely diverse, that does bring an element of comfort. Yeah. I think as a species, we want to believe in something. We want to have faith in something. Yeah. And for a lot of people, that falls in, in a religious realm. For others, it's something completely different. Right. But I love your point of, does this rule bring me peace or does it? do I feel completely smothered by it? Mm-hmm. Right. Is it safe or is it wildly unsafe? And that has a lot to do with intuition, which we'll talk about in a second. Ooh, okay. Okay. So second one was question the rule. Number three, examine your big picture desires and needs. So you can ask yourself, okay, what is the impact of breaking this rule now? Mm. And what is the impact of me breaking this rule in my, for my future? Like, will this impact me a little bit later on? So an example might be, well, I mean, even if we use what you were talking about with the your driving situation. Yeah, okay. In the, in the moment, that feels really like, fuck yeah, I'm breaking the rules, you know, yeah. and- Breaking the law, breaking the law. Ex- literally. Mm-hmm. And that feels like, oh, right? Like, yes. But then down the road- the future, the bigger perspective, the meta view, is that you pay for it financially and it maritally. <laughs> what did you say? It ended up being a toll lane. That's right. Yeah. It was a very expensive <laughs> toll lane. But, you know, something like something that feels like has the immediate feel good, like cussing your boss out and quitting on the spot because you're so sick of their shit. And then realizing that you really could have used their referral or Mm. their reference or whatever it might be. So sometimes in the short term, we feel really vindicated and powerful. But that long term effect could be detrimental to what you're really looking for. So I found this really interesting article about breaking the rules. And it's on a website called Pearson Accelerated. And I'm going to put the link to this specific blog post in the show notes, which you can find under this episode. You can also find it at thejoyjunkie.com slash 376. And I want to read to you what they wrote because I thought this was such a great example of big picture desires and needs versus the immediate feel good. So they wrote, it's tempting to throw rules out because they are inconvenient or don't give you what you want now. Beware of this tendency. It lurks within all of us. If you're taking on the responsibility of writing your own rule book, you're also taking on the responsibility to do so, well, responsibly. You may have a very good reason to nix the no cake before dinner rule, right? So maybe you have this rule set in place of like no cake before dinner, but that feels really stifling. I'm going to break that fucking rule. I'm going to eat the cake, right? (laughs) However, you might say something like, I have realized that I have an unhealthy fascination with diet strictness. My perspective on food has taken the enjoyment out of eating and limiting my food choices is encouraging me to undereat. I need to feel free to eat anything I want for a while. Mm. That is a good reason for change. Now, a different thing you could say is, I'm an adult, gosh darn it, I can do what I want, and what I want to do is eat cake. 
that is an excuse. That's looking at, that's not looking at it from a large perspective of the impact on your life. That's a defiant, like immediate feel good. Now, I'm not saying that it's always wrong to break the rules and have an immediate feel good, but I think it's around the chronic behavior of that masquerading as something else. Ah, yeah. Like, I just need a drink. I just need a drink. I deserve a drink. Sure. I'm breaking that rule. And it's like, well, okay, that might feel good right now and that might be good here and there. But if that is an excuse for an addictive behavior that you might have, we need to examine your rationale. Is that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Is you need mm-hmm. to examine the reasoning, the motivation behind yeah, that totally makes sense. what you're doing there. So they finished off by saying, take time to understand what you want and need for your your life. Evaluate which of your desires are legitimate and which are excuses. So I think there's a lot of nuance in there, but I I just thought that was a great summation of some places that you could look. Sure. Uh, because we lean on excuses a lot of times mm-hmm. as valid. And I do think it gets a little convoluted sometimes with personal development, where it intersects and like, oh, God, am I am I letting myself off the hook or am I being compassionate to myself? Like, mm-hmm. I can't tell. And, you know, that's something that we talk about a lot in Deep Down and Dirty, which I mentioned earlier, which is my it, – it's about four-month program that – Basically, I do work with people on this internal component of believing that you're fucking enough, believing that you are worthy. That sounds funny. Believing that you are fucking enough. (laughs) (laughs) Am I fucking enough? Am I fucking enough? Um, (laughs) But uh, this concept around believing in oneself, believing in your own worth, your own intrinsic value, and then the external piece of, okay, now that I believe that, or now that I've shifted that, how do I engage with my life? How does that change perfectionism, control, tough conversations, boundaries, speaking up for myself, guilt, my relationship with guilt? How do I shift all of these things? And that's really what we do. And a lot of what I talk to them about throughout the entirety of the curriculum is looking at our own right answers, listening to self in such a way and turning up the volume on your own value that you recognize, okay, I'm breaking this rule consciously and deliberately, not because I've made up some weird excuse or it's because my mom always said to do it, (laughs) but that it's truly living your life on your own terms. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's where intuition really comes in is you start to decipher what's an excuse and what is really true. That's right. Right. Um, Because it can be very, like you said, convoluted and and complicated on whether it's right or not to break the rule. That's right. Yeah. And I also think when you're in a place where you've been operating from constant inner critic and constant not enoughness. It takes a while till you can find your footing in that. Sure. And you need a guide. You need somebody to show you how to find that in yourself. Yep. And it's not about creating a dependency. That's one of the things I am always trying to avoid is that's not coaching. If I'm getting you to depend on me for the answers, I'm always wanting to evoke that out of them. And intuition is a huge piece of that. So, And what's interesting, too, is a lot of times when people sign up, because they are in that place of a lot of self-doubt and and racked with guilt over mm, things and sure. people pleasing and all of that, they have a really difficult time taking the leap, making like the decision, actually yeah. making the 
But what it comes down to is that intuitive pull that said, you've got to do this. Right. This, this is for you. This is the change you want to create. Mm -hmm. So if you are in that space and you know that you cannot go through this year the way you did last year and you need to start changing your perspective around who you are, around perfectionism, trying to make everybody else happy, putting yourself on the back burner, and it's showing up in ways that are really painful, like mm. your work life or your relationships, please go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. I have created a free masterclass there for you. Have a watch through it. Have pen and paper. I talk all about the work that I do. I'm guarantee you're going to have some aha moments of like, oh, shit, that's me. Mm -hmm. And if that is, you'll see an opportunity at the very end to book a call with a member of my team where you can discuss deep down and dirty more at length. So thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop, that's your place to start. And that link will also be in the show notes. So we know we've talked a lot about intuition, and that's number four, lean into intuition. So in my example earlier about that sort of business model shift program oh, yeah. thing mm -hmm. that I was participating in, my intuition was there. It was talking to me. Yeah. But I didn't listen. Because a lot of times what's happening is the intuition piece is softer, it's quieter, and the inner critic or our what I oftentimes will call our cognitive override is our rational, sure. our rationale, our reasoning comes in and goes, you're just scared to play mm -hmm. a bigger game. or it's you're louder just, than the other voice, right? It's more obnoxious. Mm -hmm. It's more loopy. Like it continues over and over and over oh, again. Yeah, for sure. and intuition is usually a little bit quieter it's mm. softer it's a little more subtle it's more uh more of a sensation and feeling like a pit of the stomach mm. or you know a feeling kind of in your gut so what do we do about that well i have another pod that i discuss intuition that i will link to in the show notes if that's something that you want to learn a little bit more about but one of the easiest things that we've kind of talked about a lot here is asking yourself the question of what do you feel is the healthiest decision for you? Is it to break this rule or to break free from this rule or to follow it or to stick with it? Because that is what makes you feel safe, like you were talking about earlier. Right. Asking yourself, what does your gut tell you? I talk a little bit in that podcast about a concept called shackles on, shackles off. Mm. That is very much a feeling sensation. And that was coined by, I believe, Martha Beck. And this idea of, does breaking this rule make me feel liberated and expansive long term, not just breaking it in the immediate? Does this feel broad and, and powerful or does this feel restricting and like, Confining, oh, yeah. this doesn't seem like a good idea kind mm -hmm. of thing? And one of the things you can do, too, is just to check in with yourself around this is to go, OK, I have to make a decision right now. My gut tells me this. And just like really quickly say, if I have to make a decision right now, I'm going to make this. And like, it's this. And if I did know the right answer, it'd be this. Right. Just like, like taking a multiple choice test. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. But if you are forced to make a decision right now, if you don't have to go through all of the rumination and the hemming and hawing and the, the overanalyzation, what, what would the gut tell you? Mm. What would your inu intuition tell you? All right. So that's number four. Lean into intuition. Number five, let go of the opinions of other people. 
if no one knew the decision I would make in this situation, what would I do? Interesting. So I think oftentimes we will go, well, I'm not going to tell my family I don't want to go to church anymore because of how they are going to feel about it. Right. Instead of that, I don't feel aligned with that at all anymore. Right, right. And, okay, if nobody knew that, if there was nobody else participating in that decision, what would you choose? That will tell you a lot about your investment in the opinions of others. Hmm. Also, seek wise counsel, but know that you have the final say. So when I was talking earlier about how I am always encouraging my students to recognize, okay, that's that's Amy's truth or that's her perspective. Is that true for me or what's true? What is true for me? It's important to have wise counsel. I think it's important to have mentors and leaders and people that you can learn from and people who can guide you, therapists, all sorts of people. But they are humans too. They are yeah. fallible as well. So understanding that somebody can be wise counsel, they can be a guide, but that doesn't mean they always have the right answer for yeah, you. Right. That you have to lean into what feels right for me. All right, so let's just do a quick recap here. Knowing when to break the rules. Number one, ask if the rule is self-imposed from other people, society, etc., or is it self-imposed? Number two, question the rule. Look at its origin. Look at social norms, doctrines, teachings, etc. Number three, examine the big picture, your big picture desires and needs versus an immediate feel good of sticking with a rule or breaking a rule. Yeah. And looking at sort of that's the meta view versus the micro view. Number four, lean into your intuition. Start cultivating that. It's kind of like a muscle that has atrophied that we need to start working out again. Absolutely. And then finally, number five, let go of the opinions of others. There will be a bunch of additional resources in the show notes here today. Also, be sure to check out that workshop if you are just done and <laughs> you are ready. You know, I, please don't bother if you're not ready. <laughs> but if you are and you've got that tug, you've got that pull, that little thing that goes, it might be the time. It's time for change. Yeah. And because sometimes you're not ready. Sometimes yeah. you're really not ready. And that's okay. Use your intuition. Exactly. <laughs> but that's what I would oftentimes tell people is like, if you have that little pull that keeps saying there's something to this, I need some support. I need a guide. I need somebody who I believe can help and that I can trust. Then that this might be the perfect opportunity for you. So check out the joyjunkie.com slash workshop. All right. So I think that's everything for today. Anything else you wanted to throw into the mix, Merlerv? Um, Just around intuition, what... What I find to be helpful is to understand that there is an innate healer within us. There, we have that inside of us. But sometimes in order for it to come out, we need guidance. We need other people to pull it out of us. Right. So that's really what you are. And that's what I do for my clients too is I'm just a guide to help them physically heal. That's right. Right. To find a way to be out of pain and out of discomfort. 
to access it. To access it, right? Because they just don't have the tools in in their bag, right? To do that. So I help them find those tools, put them in their bag, and pull them out when they need them. And right. that's exactly what you do. There's a really great, I guess it's I guess it's not a quote, but it's a perspective that Jillian Michaels has, mm. and she would always talk about how when people would come up to her and say, "You changed my life." She would go, no, 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 I did not. You did. <laughs> you changed. You your life. changed your life. Yeah. And I just showed you an option, a way to go about it. That's exactly. But right. I didn't come into your your home and do those workouts. I didn't decide what you're going to consume. You chose to take the road. That's exactly right. That's right. But on the same token, I also recognize how important it is to search out those healers, those helpers, those guides to get you where you want to go. Yeah. We talked about that a lot with the goal setting episodes, you know, a few weeks back, that those are the people who end up succeeding are the ones mm -hmm. who request the help. And go and do the work. And get the accountability. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. So we'll leave you with that. We hope that you have gleaned some really great little nuggets and even even if the only i'm just gleaning all over you, right now <laughs> oh yikes if <laughs> even if the, the only thing you learned was what the word serpentine means or glean <laughs> oh my gosh all right my friends we will see you around these parts next week here is to loving and living your most badass life ms and mr smith out Quick little Easter egg for you all. I'm going to share with you a uh -oh. funny behind the scenes <laughs> that happened today when we were recording when I burped. En oh. Enjoy. Excuse me. Nice. I just burped. Yes, you did. <laughs> darling, take No, that. leave that in, darling. Do not take Don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a keeper. <laughs> Keep that. Charlie, please get this all out. Okay. Okay. Reset. Oh, no, I already forgot.